Super fucked up, wicked high. Don't you ever just wonder why we didn't learn the true history? But now they're about to teach you and me. Oh, 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 oh high story. Oh, oh, oh high story. Hello, I'm Abby. I'm, I'm just gonna do this right away because I'm gonna forget. Then we forget, and yeah. we're gonna be knee deep. That's knee deep in knee, it. Knee deep in the backtracking, story. saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm cool." Well, fun. Welcome to our podcast. It's called Untold High Story, yeah. where we smoke copious amounts of weed and usually drink alcohol. But tonight we're drinking coffee. Yeah, it's a gloomy day here, which is a first. And I think we both pretty low energy up. Yeah, we both collectively. <laughs> wanted to have it's kind of feels right for my story this like mellower mood okay okay like very like mm, are tranquil. you first you said yours is a little bit shorter <clears throat> yes it's still you know like my page and a half of notes but it's it's like a relatively like boop 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 story and then it's tied with a little ribbon and a bow and like a mm. oh love me a good ribbon Ribbon in a bow and a like a, mm-mm. For those of you just joining us, maybe you heard about it from someone. Maybe you're just a family member and we appreciate An it either way. that we ran into and begged them to um, listen. So yeah, this week I was looking into women-led cults. Oh! A lot of them were group leaders and not, I don't know, not what like I was reading was not like fucked up crazy cult shit that we enjoy. Although there was was this one woman from Mexico who like sacrificed her own grandson via beheading because she thought she like noticed this weird psychotic pattern in her life that like when people in her life would die she would get like a like a boost of money and she'd be like very economically yeah like financial wow so she just started killing her relatives off so but damn oh here's what I was ruling and I was talking to Grace about this this morning the article that I'm reading is 10 women-led cults click on the woman brings you to a Wikipedia page every single Wikipedia page called them a serial killer not a cult leader what isn't Why? that weird I, I i don't know i want to talk to you about it because i was like so well here's the key is that like they a stigma killed, they did kill a bunch of people but did they have a religious fact following or a belief religious le- yeah yeah a following yeah. of like thirty thousand, anywhere from like what? thirty thousand to like a hundred thousand yeah we're not talking like multiple millions of people but like enough to be a cult yeah i believe that's a cult wait weird because that is well, so- okay so then there was this other one from from, like, India or something, and she didn't, I don't think she killed anyone, but she was just, like, psychologically manipulative, Yeah, and it's only been in the past. That's how yeah. a lot of the cults, which maybe yeah. that's the key, is because a lot of... I just think that's, like, a double standard. A lot of other cults are... It's more of, like, a mass suicide situation than right. anything. Right. It's not like a, we need to murder so-and-so to get rich. Right, it's, not like a sadistic, like, yeah. cult-ish... If yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. it's like, we all need to rise to the higher power and drink this weird cocktail mixture and like lay under the palm trees like that that's true so maybe that's why because these women took it to the next level and yeah and then i was one of them on the list was like the mother of modern like voodoo or something because like wait so now i need to know why didn't you do some of these stories well okay so some of them were they were either too short or too long it was either too shallow of a story or way too much of a deep dive it's a heavy one to digest yeah there's so many different accounts like especially of like the the mother 
voodoo or whatever. Like, it brought me to this, like, subreddit page of, like, over 500 pages of, like, blog information on this woman. And I was like, okay, I'm going to back up. I'm going to back up. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a um, lot. So, yeah, I was teetering um, between that and I'm still super into the massacres against women. Wow. The misogynistic terrorism has really even been finding... fascinating to me. Yeah. But lots of foreign happenings. Oh. And, I mean, even that one that I did was in Quebec, but I don't want to butcher it. I'm scared. I don't want to butcher the pronunciations. That's my main yeah. reason I haven't dove into those. Well, definitely, yet. like, dive into the pronunciations and the, the areas yeah. and that yeah. first so, so you get the story justice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want to be disrespectful at all. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm love, love mine in particular. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Has to do with hashtag women in film. Cool. Are we ready to, to do yeah. the thing? Oh, yeah. Let me spark this uh, joint area. Yeah. Can we spark the joint and can we, oh, like, uh, open the... the open the hard kombuchas? The yes. Hard kombucha because that's you know that's, yeah, that's I'd like to be the vibe we are feeling guys. right now. Trader Joe's, they do the real deal. They don't, like, give you... Oh, God. We could have a whole podcast of just me, like, opening cans. Just ASMR of the... All right, dive in, friend. Are we ready? ready. So I'm doing Ida Lewis. Do you know who that is? Never heard of her. See, and that's the thing. Dude, honestly, maybe I have. I don't know. I hate to say right off the cuff, but like. I'm going to be honest. I would hope that you would have known about her because this has all happened in Rhode Island on the East Coast. Meh. And, like, you learned a lot of East Coast stuff. Rhode like Island, York, like, that teeny tiny, isn't that next to Delaware or something? Connecticut. And underneath Massachusetts. Ooh. Girl, geography, come yeah. on. Um, So, let me know if any of this does ring a bell. Okay. Because she is apparently, like, super famous over there. Which I didn't know anything because, obviously, Raised the business. middle of the country just... Wait, say your name one more time? Ida Lewis. Okay, it sounds... I don't know. Which I funny. also have, like, a secret love, all an open love now, because I'm telling everyone, of the name Ida. I love Okay, yeah, Ida. that's what I... I feel like I've heard of Ida Wells. Is that yeah, someone who's famous? I think Ida Wells is somebody famous. That sounds like a famous name. I feel like you'd have to be famous if you had that name. Yeah, But, seriously. yay. So, Ida. <laughs> her real name is actually Ida Wall. Ida Wally? Anyway, W-A-L-L-Y. W-A-Ida. Like, I-D-A-W-A-L-L-E-Y. Okay, okay. Ida Wally. Mm-hmm. Right? I, that's what I would think. Um, was born in 1842 in Newport, Rhode Island. So that is where Long Newport is. Is It's like on this little peninsula. And then there's like a harbor. And it's on the inside of the little peninsula on the harbor. So okay. not on the ocean side. And she was the second oldest of four children. Her dad was a captain because there was a huge military base for Adams there. Mm-hmm. And her dad was a captain. But when she was 12 years old, he became a lighthouse keeper. Why are you blinking at me like that? Oh, no. I, no, I'm intrigued. Keep like going. Like a lighthouse keeper. Okay. So, I didn't know that was an occupation. Oh, I know. That's why it was so cool. So he got... Did you live there and, like, hang well, out? Well, yeah, and... so that's the thing. So he was a lighthouse keeper for a little bit, and finally he was like, I'm going to pick my whole family up, and we're going to move. And the lighthouse is actually on an island, 600 feet off the coast of Newport. So, it, like, in the middle of the harbor, there's this, like, teensy island of rocks that just has the and lighthouse you can literally on only it. get there via ship or what? Yeah, via rowboat in, like, the 1800s. How many trips do you think they had to take with all their shit? Oh, probably so many. So many. Real talk. Talking about moving and shit, like, that is... Like, think Where of Where I grew all up in Pine Plain, there was this little tiny island that, like, had a little tiny house on it, and we always wondered. We were like, oh my god, you have to, like, get out there via, like, a, yeah, a canoe or a kayak. Yeah, or, or like, a little speedboat with a little motor. But obviously, back bitch. in the day, they didn't have a little motor, so... Yeah, and he wanted to do that, so it was in 1857. So, he got the job in 1854, so he he did it for three years, like, commuting. Like, literally, like, doing a little rowboat out. Right, every single day. 
twice a day because you have to, back in the day, it wasn't like a light switch. So you had to go out there, fill the candle with oil and like scrape all the crap off the reflectors and stuff. And then you have to trim the wick and then you have to light the wick and then you have to make sure it stays lit all night. And then you have to extinguish it at dawn. And is that literally, I'm sorry, the purpose of a lighthouse, let's go back, <laughs> is to like not have ships run into the shore, right? Yes. Yes. So the purpose of a lighthouse is to not only lead ships to the shore during a storm because you can see yeah. the reflection of the light so you know that you're heading towards somewhere that you can be saved but also yes so it's a beacon so if it, they are out in the middle of nowhere and it's so pitch black dark that they can't see anything that they know that there's like a fucking island there and they're not gonna run into it okay so that's pretty much like what it's for so that's where they lived and that's where Ida lived for her entire life this is like the sad thing they were on that island for four months and her dad had a stroke that left him completely paralyzed and disabled so he moves his entire family oh my god okay. out to this okay. island okay. For, okay. and it lasts four months mm-hmm. and then he has a stroke then that leaves Ida to be his sole caretaker and to be in charge of the lighthouse at the age of 12. Like getting up at dusk, going out there, lighting the light, and then getting up at dawn every day and like extinguishing it. And then rowing all of her siblings yeah. to the shore yeah. for school and like groceries and errands and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like Ida was just like, I got it. 12 years old. 12 years old. Sorry, where was the mother? She was there, but she was tending to her sick child. She had a sick child she needed to tend to. And Ida had to do all everything else. They never mention the mom's name. They mention it once in a Wikipedia Where did you, page. I was going to say, where did you get most of your So, Wikipedia, from? and then, so, spoiler, they name, like, a yacht club after her, and so it's, like, the official yacht club's website, and then, oh. like, some Rhode Island Gov website. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, because she becomes famous in this tiny little town. Um, I'd say, so she's got the makings of a famous person. Ooh. Right? So, she does all that shit, and she's been doing that. So, she started to just become an amazing swimmer and rower, so she started swimming to shore like she would swim back and forth sometimes or she would like row her boat wow. so yeah starting at the age of 12 so she's like super phenomenal at everything and at the age of 12 is when she saved people from drowning for the first time she was pulling outside and she sees these four men in the water capsized like struggling screaming like help 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 help, help whatever she gets in a rowboat at the age of 12 and rows over the- to them and literally like drug them out of the water into her boat and like rowed them all to shore and saved them from drowning in the harbor. 12 years old. 12 years old. 12. Yeah. Insane. And then this wow. is the one where she's the most famous for it. So in 1869, so she's 27 now, still living at the lighthouse with her mom and her other siblings. Mm-hmm. Her mom gets up at dawn to like start getting ready for the day and she notices that these two men are clinging to an overturned boat out in the middle of the harbor and they're like screaming and like yeah. and it's March, so it's cold. It's March yeah, Jesus. up in Rhode Island. Yeah. And her mom instantly screams and it wakes Ida up and Ida's like, oh my god, what's going on? Here's what's happening and doesn't even get dressed, doesn't even put shoes on and runs out of the lighthouse onto her little dinghy like boat thing rows out there and like pulls them up out of the water by their hair like literally just like because one of the guys like freaked out and was like oh my god it's a girl like why the fuck is a girl out here saving us and then like let's go to the boat and starts like sinking and she just like and like scoops him up yeah and like fucking throws him in the boat oh my god and brings him home and saves them yeah and she didn't know this at the time but these were two soldiers from the four adams that i mentioned earlier oh yeah yeah, where her dad was a captain yes got it so they were a very very big deal apparently like all the soldiers and captains and stuff at this fort base mm-hmm. or whatever were like the, the higher big, ups yeah, yeah like the big thing in town yeah they gave her this gold watch and 218 dollars which do you want to guess how much that is now what was so this was 1840s? This was 1869. 1869. 
Mm-hmm. $218. Mm-hmm. My guess is 25 grand. Oh, wow. You, yeah, no, only about 4000 I almost said <laughs> two grand first. Oh, but you like, were like, it's gotta be ridiculous. It's gotta be more. No. No, okay, it was still, only four, four grand. grand. But four grand for saving someone's life? Bruh. I'll save someone's Thank life. Thank you. Any day. Any Call day. Call me. And that's when she started becoming known to the area and the nation so like the rest of the u.s were getting a little like here and there it's like oh my god this weird girl like young girl is just like ripping people out of the water when they're drowning like damn right throughout this entire time she's been doing all of the caretaking of the lighthouse but it's still under her dad's name this entire time right and then yes 1860 yeah but then unfortunately he dies in 1872 and he hadn't died i thought he died when he had the stroke no no he just became very physically disabled like very like where he needed a lot of personal cares so they took care of him throughout this entire process of her getting to like her young adult life and then but then he died in 1872 and then it got passed on to her mother so now her mother it's in her mother's name not her name yet but she's still doing everything but then wait wait, wait. okay 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 got it got it got it yeah yeah sorry but then the mom also dies so (laughs) okay yeah so then is everything left to her yes so finally It's hers. How old is she? She is, so 1879, she was born in 1842, so she is 30-ish. She's, now she's owns it and doing her thing. And then in 1881, she saves two more Fort Adams soldiers. Why are these motherfuckers, like, flipping boats so hard? I was literally waiting for you to ask this. Because I think... Like, in a harbor. It's not, you're not out in the open ocean. In a harbor. Like, in a fucking harbor. (laughs) So I think that just gives a good description about either that population that lives there. They're just not fucking capable. Or they just didn't know how to make boats, which also makes them not capable. Or it was just a really shitty harbor, maybe. I don't know. Right. I don't know because, like, they keep There's referencing. Yeah, they keep referencing, like, storms. And, like, if you were in a little dinghy in the harbor and all these steamboats were coming in, waves from their ship would capsize you. Dude, I've seen that happen to, like, jet skiers. Yeah. We've seen, Mm -hmm. you and I have seen that. Yeah, on the lake. I'm like, who do I go out on the lake with? Me. You, because you have a boat. Yeah, so I think that's what's happening. Okay. Okay. And then they also just suck at swimming, apparently. Maybe they're also drunk. I don't want to stereotype, but, like, it's the 1800s, right? Yeah, you know, it kept saying that they would, like, pay boys to like take (laughs) no not in that way no any sentence that starts with and they would pay boys to take them no spiritual journey no not that spiritual it was literally just like a little trip around the harbor i think just to get drunk like literally they're like sober okay but these two fort soldiers were a different type of dumb because they went out on the harbor ice in the middle of winter and were like crossing around on it and broke through that's why you don't fuck around on lakes yeah everyone in the well, upper midwest and you don't, that is why no you just don't do it near the part of the lake where it has water coming into it like a never, stream or a river you will never convince like, me duh. that it is okay to walk on a frozen fucking body of water yeah you will never convince so, me so these two fell in started screaming Ida heard them rushed out on there mm-hmm. but she's obviously super smart and savvy and she brought a clothesline and threw the clothesline to them from yeah. a far distance and pulled them up and then had them like crawl until they were in like thicker ice and then brought them to shore because she's like i'm not fucking falling in with you guys like, right you're straight up idiots <laughs> like what falling in with you guys. like what are you doing so the cool thing about her and why i did her is because yeah. over the course of her life she officially saved 18 people from drowning 
and received two medals. So she received a medal from the Humane Society of Massachusetts and then also from the United States Life Saving Service for saving so many people. Yeah. And unofficially, so they have it like documented that it was 18, but rumors and stories say that it was actually upwards of 30 some people that she saved over I have never heard of her. 100%. I know. So just got some other cool things during the time she was known as the bravest woman in America and met the vice president. Did she get a, yeah, so she got a lot of press. So she met the president, vice president, and also she got asked to be involved in the women's suffrage movement. Yeah. Yeah. And she became good friends with the woman that started the suffrage unit in that area. Very cool. And then people from all over the U.S. started sending her gifts and money and even like men. I mean, what? What? Because she was like a hero to them. Okay. So, and then even these guys would send her marriage proposals. Oh, yeah. Like, you're so amazing. Like, marry me. And she did it. She took one guy, and his name's Captain William Wilson. But after two years, she was like, nah, and went back and lived in the lighthouse by herself. Well, with her brother, but it was like her and her brother, and they lived in the lighthouse, and they like took care of it together. Cute! Yeah, and like grew old together. I wonder if... Well, for some reason, I almost wonder if he was gay. And it was like a cute situation. Aww. You know That'd what I mean? Cute, yeah. Right? I'm like, not... probably not interested in women, and at that time, he would have been fucking stoned. So he was like, yeah. I'll just act like a recluse and live with my sister. Yeah. What else to do? Mm-hmm. She continued to save people from the harbor into her late 60s. The last known rescue, she was 68 years old, and she rode out and saved five girls from drowning because they got capsized by a steamship, and they were in, like, in a rowboat. Girls. Like, like young girls. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, preteen girls. Right. And then she also... What the fuck are preteen girls doing? Like, people just, uh, They were just, like, having a good time. Times were so different. You didn't have a bike, so you had a little rowboat, and you rowboat around the harbor. <laughs> and you, like, guess. did some shit. Yeah, so she also saved one of her best friends. Her best, One of her best friends was visiting and was, like, doing a little, like, scenic thing at dawn mm-hmm. and then got capsized by a fucking steamship. So, like, they have issues up there. Are they coming uh, out of nowhere? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I a don't steamship know. is huge. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I want to go ask the mayor of this town, like, what was going on in this harbor? That you right, guys, like, and why was nothing Like, that you couldn't figure about. it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, my God, put more lighthouses. I don't know. Like, <laughs> put more do something. Yeah. So after 54 long years of service working the lighthouse and also saving a bunch of people, she passed away from a stroke in the lighthouse. I know. She had a stroke in the lighthouse and it didn't kill her. She ended up dying three days later. Mm-hmm. But they have this rumor going around that she had a stroke because she got the morning paper and there was an article saying that they were going to tear down the lighthouse and it shocked her so much. Stop. Like, that sounds like a Hallmark twist. Right? Like, story. that's the rumor. Like, I really whatever. think that she just was old and was fucking right. tired of saving people's dumb asses. And well, she was like, I'm out. So, after her death, it was originally called the Lime Rock Lighthouse, but they renamed it the Ida Lewis Rock Lighthouse. And she's the only person, man or woman, in all of United States history that had a lighthouse renamed after them. And then, like, it's a historical marker. So she's the only person ever in history. Well, she fucking deserves it. Yeah. So that's Ida. It was pretty quick, but... That, no, that was really good because mine's long. Okay, good. But I just thought it's she was long. so cool. Don't, please don't turn it off, everyone. It's not gonna be it's that engaging. bad. It's really good. It's engaging. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that Ida. Really good, yeah, 
Uh, so I just really, really liked her. And where she, did you uh, find her? Um, I found her on this really weird website. It's like a blog kind of, and it was just people in history that you've never heard about. And she was one of the only women listed on the. I'm gonna light this joint. Mm-hmm. Did she like pave the way for anything today for like um, any sort of I don't know like regulations in terms of like do they still use lighthouses? Is that they always yeah they'll always use lighthouses. She has like a whole museum and stuff in Newport and has yeah all of her medals are stored there and stuff and I don't know if they made any laws. It happened to be around one of her anniversaries of her birthday mm-hmm. that they enacted the National Guard like oh. or like the water yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so here's a question for both of you. Wait, I love you. Do you like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Shut up. and or your GPS? Are you about to tell me that a woman created that, but we know nothing about her because fuck history? I am. I'm about to tell you about Hedy Lamar. Hedy? Wow, is Hedy short for something? Hedwig <gasps> is her first name. So she was born Hedwig Keisler in Vienna, <laughs> Austria, Hungary in 1914. Hungary? has some fucking smart-ass people. What's going on in Hungary right now? Wait, what, you what have... year? 1914? Yep. Oh. Sorry, that was a rhetorical question. I was going to tell you what's happening. Oh, I have no idea what's happening. Well, Austria... Or Hungary, sorry, I believe is in the process of succumbing to Nazi reign. Oh, God. That early? Yeah, it's 1914. And that's... Well, that's what's starting to happen, I should say, because it doesn't actually happen until 1938. I okay, because I was going to say, the war isn't... Right. I mean, it went on longer than when we were involved. But so, still, on November 9th, she came into the world. Her dad was a really successful banker. Her Bob was a pietist. Oh, She came from, fun. like, deep Jewish money. Now, okay, so they describe her in this documentary that I saw. I got most of my information from a documentary about her and YouTube videos about her fun. and you, Wikipedia. This is fun because I do a lot of reading resources and you do a lot of, like, visual resources. Oh, yeah, you have to watch this fucking documentary, dude. It is so good. It's called okay. Bombshell. I on, watched it. It was on Netflix. So then you know about this woman. <gasps> Dude, she's intense. Okay, now I feel like I don't I, Maybe she, should I not go on? No, do it. Because I was really high when I watched that movie, so I feel like I don't remember all the details, but I can just picture who was in that movie. Yeah, it's not on there anymore. But, okay, no, wait. Did you watch the movie Bombshell with the three blonde ladies? Because that's not what I'm talking about. This oh, is a documentary. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is a documentary. It was on Netflix for like six months. Oh. It went on there in April of this year. And then they took it off. Now it's on Prime. So I had to rent it. Which like, fuck Amazon. But I really wanted to watch it because it was done by this dope female director. Who okay, fun. So now I now I that I don't know about her, I need to know more. Yes. So tell me. Uh, So she allegedly, in this argument, they said she was Jewish. But everything that I read said that her mom came from Judaism. But once she married the father, the father was Catholic and they raised her Catholic. It doesn't really fucking matter. But like but in she... the documentary, they call her like a little Jewish girl. Yeah. Well, and it does matter because you have to think about that. What's happening Jew- to Jewish people. Well, and Judaism and Jewish is not only like a religion but a culture. Right. So And I think it's important just because those are the people being prosecuted. Yeah. So right she now. was in a sense Jewish. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was fascinated from an early age by the idea of acting, theater, film. Cool. She's 12 years old. She wins a beauty contest. Our girls were in two different stages of their lives. Like, My God. It said that at like age 10 to 11, 12, she was 
beautiful. I was gonna say, is she age. like very symmetrical? I'm she's assuming. gorgeous. Oh, she's gorgeous. I'll show you a picture of her. She's fucking stunning. Um, she wow. Was, she was. She came to be known as like one of the most beautiful women in the world. That's <gasps> how they marketed her when she came to the U.S. to start her career. What? Yeah. Oh MGM Studios branded her as the most beautiful woman in the world. So dope. That's While amazing. she's young, though, so she's 12, she wins that beauty contest. Her father takes her on walks a lot. And that's only important because, like, as they walked around, he would always, like, point out, like, different technologies and, like, oh. what would help society, you know, what things that made society society right yeah. like how a crosswalk worked how all these different inventions you know were happening it's booming it's after the industrial period yeah all this oh, is happening cool. right so it's kind of cool she's 16 she quit school well at 15 she quit school oh. because at 16 she forges a note from her mother to go see a film where she then introduces herself to like the theater manager and becomes a script girl that's what it was called you can just leave school back then and just be like nah i'm done oh i just i learned everything i needed to learn oh i just Damn. But so she becomes a script girl. That's what you and I today would call, I like looked it up, a stage manager is essentially what she was fucking doing at that point. A stage manager at 16 years old. Stage managers do everything. Like script girl initially came from her having to take the note. She took notes. Yeah. Just like a stage manager and does. She, and she would call, be the person that they would call line to. Mm-hmm. She would be. Mm-hmm. And then well, she oversaw it, everything. Think of too. what it developed into. Yeah. You know, it might not have been as much back then, but like, look at what it is now. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's insane. Pretty soon she gets cast as an extra. Then she gets a speaking role. Then she gets a part in a play. Yay! The play, <laughs> very first play that she was cast in was called The Weaker Sex. That's what it was entitled. What? And she did such an awesome job that this dude named Max Reinhardt, who is a really famous producer, director dude, he arranged for her to return to Berlin with him, which is where he was based. Wait, so right now is she in Hungary? She's in Vienna. Yes, in Austria-Hungary. She's still in Vienna. Okay, so... That's where she starts her career. She gets spotted, and, and then, then he they... takes her to Berlin. Oh, okay. Because he's like, I've got this theater company out there. You need to come. Come be my main mm-hmm. chick. Like, I'll cast you and everything. Yeah, Dope. you're amazing. She never trained with him, nor appeared in any of his Berlin productions, actually. Once she got to Berlin, oh, she, she was scammed. so fucking good that she got oh. scouted by others. Shut up! And they offered her way more money. I think he had offered her, like, $125 a week or something she ended up taking a contract that was over five hundred dollars a week or something insane oh like my god yeah like she was just this hot ass commodity that's so awesome because then she's in berlin she's doing her fucking thing she's living her life she meets this russian theater producer his name is alexis granowski whatever oh, and she's cast in his film as his directorial debut granowski soon moves to paris but she stays in berlin to work so now it's 1933 she's 18 years old she's still working under her maiden name she's which is only 18. She's 18. Still, so she's working under her maiden name, which is Hetty Keisler, and she's given this lead role in this fucking film, dude. It's called Ecstasy or something. Ecstasy in English, okay? Yeah. And it's done in three different languages. And this movie is basically, they call it erotic art. Ooh, what? And it's the first film like where porn? a woman, well, no, it's the first film where like a woman's face is shown as she orgasms. So it's like this big deal. It, they're not, nothing else is really shown. Is that um, a, do you think they're fake? orgasming or real orgasming i'm so glad you asked because it was actually caused by her getting a fucking pin prick on her finger that's how they made her make the face that she made during the orgasm scene yeah i shit you not there was a woman on on the set who like wrote a book about it it was called like the only woman on set and she would talk about that experience and so a finger prick a finger prick and allegedly so this was well, the other think about when you get part. your finger pricked you do make like a <gasps> so it's super controversial right this movie comes out it's banned in the u.s 
It's banned in, I believe, Germany. Let me see if I... Damn. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, I need to back up just a little bit. This is the plot of the movie, which is kind of hilarious. She played a neglected young wife to an indifferent older man. And so, like, then she left this old-ass dude. Yeah, so she's basically a gold digger, right? Love it. Leaves him to have this passionate, super passionate affair, which is on camera. She finds the love of her life while she's committed. Exactly. So, there was also close-ups, though, that happened in this movie of her nude body. She did not consent to those. The director took them without her So she It was a really like Jarring experience for her She had a lot of trouble Taking parts after this movie Because she was like I did not consent to that Yeah Which was kind of lame But it didn't stop her At all dude She won an award For the piece in Rome Dude Because in like Europe It's a celebrated work of art Like people fucking loved it Okay But in the US It was like Oh my god Well and this is why What's happening in the US At this time Women's suffragist movements And they're like We don't want women To be portrayed as as these just this is what we're trying to get away from is yeah. that women are just these sexual fucking beings like yeah. so they hated Shit. it they hated it and you know it was also to think of how they dressed think of what they did think of women's sexuality was not necessarily yeah. celebrated at that point we were in we were busy fighting for our fucking right to vote well and that's true you have to think about in Europe nudity was a lot more common exactly like there was there and we're was dealing with the lot. war right there's World yeah. War One there's World War Two I, I mean it was it the was the U S is just on. very modest compared exactly. to every other country out there we are a modest oh and it was like, banned in germany because she was jewish oh, obviously duh because of what's going on oh here's just a fun fact about it one of her six husbands which i'll get into in a little bit yep his name was fritz mandal he reportedly oh spent God. over three hundred thousand dollars having these tapes of the film found and destroyed of ecstasy because when they got married he was so fucking embarrassed by this like piece you know what i mean so yeah that was another one and i was like element i wrote lmfao jealous much seriously <laughs> also the fact that she can handle six men in her life dude I'm god gonna, bless woman here we go like, at age 23 so this is when the annexation of austria into nazi germany Yep. is happening. It's March 12th, 1938, like I said. Uh, she helped her mother get out of the country, right? Because her mother is, like, fully fucking Jewish. Yep. Being prosecuted by the Nazis. She helps get her out of the U.S., like, via a boat. And she eventually gets to the U.S., becomes a citizen. Okay, out of Germany. Or out of Germany, <laughs> sorry. Into the U.S., yes. Into the U.S., cool. So, she goes back to her film career in Vienna, right? Even though the war is happening, she's growing tons of fans. Like, silent films are becoming sound films, right? Yeah. So she's doing that. She's doing live theater. She's like loving her fucking life. It's great. Isn't uh, she worried because she is part Jewish? I think she had built such a following at that point. Like she was so admired. She was almost like this public figure at that point. So even. she was like, they can't touch me. Well, right. Yeah. And so she had, and then this is what try? she did. Well, she had this admirer as she grew. And it was that dude I just mentioned, this Frederick Mondal. He was really charming, but he was a terrible fucking dude. He was an arms merchant and he had ties oh. with all of the hot shots at the time, including Adolf Hitler. Had a relationship with him (gasps) and the Italian fascist leader of the time. And she ended up fucking marrying this guy? Dude, yes. Because, because her side hobby during this whole point, she's always had like an inventor's room. Like, she has this little workbench, essentially, in her trailer and at her home where she would, like, sit and tinker with shit and invent shit and, like, all these different things. He was an arms dealer, and he was developing new military technologies at the time with all these fucking hotshots. So, because he was an arms dealer. Yeah. So, she's like, I want access to 
kids fuck a scientist. Uh, is literally what she said to herself. And she fucking marries this. I mean, Annie was charming at first, right? I mean, yeah. no one's a psycho right up front. But he turns into a fucking psycho. But then she was like, I'm still gonna fucking use you and make the best of he it. He was super controlling. Ugh. Like I said, he hated the movie Ecstasy. He essentially fucking locked her in their castle home. She was basically, she writes about it in her autobiography, how she was literally a prisoner. She said that she felt like he, she was his doll. Ooh. Like, could not have a life, could not, she was to be seen and not fucking heard. Wow. Yada, yada, yada. So as this is going on, she's like, spir- her mental health is spiraling, bro. She's like, super homesick, obviously in this really manipulative relationship. One night, she convinces him to let her wear all of her jewelry to dinner. It was like a fancy dinner happening at their house. He was entertaining, you know, some, one of these big hotshots. I'm gonna wear all my best jewelry, she says to him, and she goes there, and then she excuses herself from the table, probably, I don't know, to get a glass of water, whatever. Or be like, I have to use the restroom. And literally fucking vanishes. In that time, she goes and dresses like a maid to leave the property, and she just like escapes into the night, and she goes to Paris. She's like, fuck you, dude. We're done. She's a fucking badass. So, I yeah. love her so much. So she fled to Paris. After she's in Paris for a little bit, she does a couple shows, she's learning, she's honing her craft, whatever. Yeah. She ends up in London. There she meets Louis B. Meyer, and he's the head of MGM Studio in LA. And he's- let me say, her second husband? Actually, I don't know if she ever married him. I'm very vague on the details in a little bit here on the men because I didn't want to, it's going to be too long yeah, if I no, get into that. Totally. Okay. Continue. The first so dude is important him. just because like she wanted access. So, okay. So here she's in London. He's there scouting out European talent for Hollywood, right? Oh, okay. Sees her, falls in love, brings her back to fucking Hollywood. Not falls in love, but, you but know, wants like, to represent I her. Says, I have a place for you in Hollywood. Come here. Oh. And they begin to market her when she gets to Hollywood as the most beautiful woman in the world. Wow. And this shit takes off. Do we have... So she started her whole career when she was 18. Do we have a rough estimate of her time right now? Like how old she is? 30s? 20s? Right? I want to say late 20s here. I'm looking what for What year date. was she Hold born? on. She was born in 1914. And the war started and she, so she was 23 in 1938 when the war like officially. Yeah. So she's like in her 20s. She's I think in she's 20s. in her late 20s. Yeah. As of right now. Because yeah, it Damn. wasn't very specific on when she got to London or how long she stayed in Paris. Yeah. But um, we need to assume that it was probably at least like five or six years throughout this whole situation happening i would doubt right. that she would like get married and find out he's a psychopath and then like get prison imprisoned and then escape in like a year right like, and she so well, as part of that so she's still working under her name as soon as she gets to the u.s the dude from mgm studio is like you should change your fucking name because that happened to you i don't know if she like ever officially divorced him even though it said she did online but like oh. you know it said there was a divorce date i should say it didn't say anything about the actual act yeah. of divorce or if she literally just left so yeah he was just like you should change your name and also he was like you don't really want to be affiliated with ecstasy because it wasn't allowed here yeah so and people know that you yeah. know and so yeah she changed her name to she still kept Hetty but then she chose Lamar as an homage to the silent film star Barbara Lamar oh so Hetty Lamar heard. that sounds nice her fame was used to sell wartime bonds so at the time what? that was a thing yes it was fundraising for the war literally like she would go out to these fucking rallies and get people to like get donate money. money to the war is yeah. yeah and she ended damn. up selling over 25 million dollars in bonds dude damn Jeez. okay so here wow. we go these are these are just some really fun facts so oh, let's yay. move into her inventing 
Okay, so not this only is, why is she just her. like gorgeous and beautiful and wonderful and, and an a amazing fucking actress movie star. and like a movie star, she's kick-ass smart. And too. this is why I think they entitled it Bombshell is because she literally is so like it's just so. She's diverse. everything. Yeah. yeah, she's a bombshell. So inventing was her hobby. It was literally like you I think know she did knitting. On the yeah. yeah, dude, it was just like, for fun. Oh, instead of like I'm gonna go make myself a dress, she's like I'm just gonna go like she had my invention room. Right. She had no formal education because remember she left school at 15 years old. Yeah. So she pairs up eventually with aviation tycoon Howard Hughes. And even though they dated, he mainly just supported her inventive tinkering hobbies. Quote unquote. BFFs. Yep. He put his team of scientists and engineers at her disposal, saying that they would do or make anything she asked for. So this is what she did, dude. She okay. literally helped him design the first fucking successful plane. Honestly, I forget that a lot of inventors do not make their own things you know what i mean like you have an idea in your head right and then you right. bring it to someone and say yep. make this real make, make this, this real and then also then you put a patent on it which she never did with anything so she never got any fucking credit spoiler alert yeah. damn it i'm getting that, wait though. but planes are already a thing in world war ii they're already a thing but their design is super flawed they were basically a cross two rectangles yeah and the aerodynamics were just not fucking right so what she did was literally she took out a book of fish and a book of birds and she flipped through these books and she found the fastest fish and the fastest bird and she drew them one after the other one after the other one after the other until finally she layered the drawings on top of each other and she came up with literally the design of the plane that we still use to this very day because she was like you just analyze nature okay, how do they do it like because you think about birds it's second nature to them to fly a wire right not designing something that's shaped like that exactly and in terms of the fish i think she was thinking i think at that time they were probably still thinking like i mean they do still have those planes that go on the water well no they were thinking they don't go in the water they were thinking that the resistant force in water is similar to that altitude resistant force in the atmosphere that's a good good observation dude yeah yeah Um, that's a hundred percent why they did it obviously she's living through all these wars world wars she creates a coca-cola tablet literally like an alka-seltzer tablet so that anybody including soldiers and factory workers all you needed was water and so you just dropped it in and then you had a glass of coke i honestly this poor woman she would be her whole family would be swimming in money right now well this is what i was touching on in the very beginning though bluetooth wi-fi gps what at the beginning of world war ii she and composer george and field developed a radio guidance system using frequency hopping spread spectrum technology for allied torpedoes intended to defeat the threat of jamming by the access powers so you need to break that shit down here we go they literally created instead of like having a direct line of you and i like our shit is plugged in right now yeah she basically created a radio line that could be physically interrupted but would maintain frequency yeah i.e bluetooth i.e wi-fi i I, like literally back then and it was very personal to her because her mother instead of having physical cables she created a radio wave her with this composer they were the ones who invented the fuck she created the mechanics that made the sound he invented the sound basically that's so it's fucking insane, what? dude. And so the reason that inspired her to look into this was kind of personal. It was her mother's journey over to the U.S. Their ship had been, like, torpedoed, and, like, other ships around them were torpedoed. Ships with, like, strictly children and women on it, like, were being torpedoed. And that's because a tactic, of, just like it is today, a tactic of, like, Germany at the time was blocking up those frequencies in between ships. You don't know what's coming. You don't know where you're going. I, you yeah. don't know if there's a fucking German ship right there that's about to torpedo you because you have no information. No contact. 
contact. You're totally yeah. shut off. Right? It's insane. Okay, honestly. So guess how much that, as of today's world, based on how much we use that, what that's worth in money today, but also at the time. Well, it I feel like today worth. it would be like a trillion, over a trillion. It has it's to be. 30, over, th- it's either 30 or 300 billion. I got that statistic from the bombshell documentary, but I don't remember exactly. It's either 30 or 300. But yes. But billions. Billions, billions. of dollars. I'm going to be honest. Billions. I have never, I never put a second thought to thinking about how Wi-Fi was rated or how Bluetooth. I literally was using Bluetooth this afternoon, mm-hmm. listening to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't think about it. How can you walk around without your phone like plugged? Yeah. Like like my phone plugs into my car. Like it's insane. Every time I step into it. So she got zero credit originally because she never got a patent put on anything. <sighs> And it's really Get sad, a patent, dude. People. No, it's because like, okay, she also had this weird attitude. I think it goes hand in hand with this. When people would ask for her autograph, she would literally look at them and go, "Why? Why do you want my fucking autograph? I'm nothing. I'm no one." Like she had no self confidence, dude. And it was so bizarre. And so she like didn't want. She didn't take herself seriously. So nobody else took her seriously. Damn, you see that happening a lot with people who are like very beautiful. Because I, I equated it to, dude. And this is my wait. What did you equate it? To? I equated it to Princess Diana. You know a lot about. I like the media literally killed her she was so beautiful she yeah. was so kind and so like, perfect so whatever the paparazzi got to her and like but inside yeah. she was battling bulimia and depression and abusive well, marriage and, and you like have to all think about shit. it where it's like if you are having it shoved down your throat that your only worth is because you are the most beautiful person in the world right. that does not build a strong self-esteem that Here's makes you like a oh. few other random facts and i thought this was really weird i wanted to just talk to you about she often referred to herself in the third person so there was these tapes found that's what sparked this whole document documentary that was made on her bombshell again so fucking good woman directed i have to find out who directed that it is amazing but there were these tapes found of this interview with her so essentially the whole thing is like her narrating her story which she did write an autobiography later in her life but it oh my god it's just her talking about herself and like but she refers to herself in the third person all the time and isn't that weird it's like a detachment thing right that's weird like a cycle psycholo- i don't know much about psychology like she never anymore, says but- like i no like i mean she does sometimes but like she refers herself more often than not in the third person. That's weird. It's weird. That's weird. It's weird. But like, she has that would this be really me sitting here being like, Abby like, agrees with everything you're saying and Abby really thinks that your story is amazing. Yeah. That's creepy. It makes it sound like, like I'm possessed and something is like, you know what I mean? Like you're trapped in your own head and someone's like, okay, mm-hmm. Abby, what do you want to say? I'm glad I brought that up. This um, poor woman. God damn. Later in her life, she became very withdrawn and secluded. She always struggled with loneliness, homesickness, self-esteem issues and maintaining her perfect body or her perfect beauty sorry obviously it's just pressure from the public and being famous you know author Richard Rhodes describes her assimilation into American culture as the following of all the European emigres who escaped Nazi Germany and Nazi Austria she was one of the very few who succeeded in moving to another culture and becoming a full-fledged star herself there were so very few who could make the transition linguistic linguistically or culturally. She really was a resourceful human being. I think because her father's strong influence on her as a child. Oh. So those walks that I mentioned earlier that they took, like, yeah, dude, I thought that was pretty beautiful. That was fresh. So she had three oh. children, one of her estranged sons, who he thought he was adopted up until pretty recently when he was contacted about, there's this company in Canada that, like, ended up buying, essentially putting a patent on her technology, and they contacted him about trying to give him a cut of the money, and he was like, I don't even think we're 
actually related, like, no, whatever. They offered him, like, millions of dollars. I think he ended up, I think I read I'm on I'm sorry, and he said, no yeah, thanks? he ended up getting, like, a $50,000 settlement over the whole ordeal, which he, like, didn't even fucking want. And he didn't even use, because he was a police officer that shot this little black girl. And, oh, well, I guess, I mean, he could use it, because he got acquitted. <laughs> like. Of course. I'm yeah. sorry. That happened in uh, 1969. But he so, yes. sounds terrible, and also, like, an idiot for just being like, no thanks, I don't want a couple million dollars from my mom. I mean, I get it's like a trauma thing, and there was probably some weird... Get behavior. over it! She had, like, like oh lied to him and told him that he was adopted, but actually <laughs> it was just because she had him out of wedlock Because she was ashamed of him, because yeah. she knew what he was going to turn into when he grew up. Probably, so she was dude. Mother's intuition. <laughs> mother's know best. Listen to them. So yes, like I said earlier, and I'll dabble on it just real quick here, because it's funny. Uh, six husbands, most of them whom, after the first douchebag, were in the industry to some degree everyone from like nightclub owners to like directors and so, co-workers can i pause this is six husbands over her lifetime right um yes but no because she spent the last 35 years of her life alone so that was literally she had like it happened in husbands. a 30 year span so her first husband she married in 1933 and the last husband she divorced in 1965 so over the first 30 years of her life roughly 30 yeah years, wow she had six husbands get this though this is I the mean, punchline i love her dedication her last husband guess who he was her divorce lawyer dude she married her fucking divorce lawyer as her last husband Shut i was like up. go girl go oh you do you they probably fell in love like over time well and, think about like, she's having a rough time with her husband and she calls her divorce lawyer over to like go over paperwork that's and then, like i don't know what i thought and then of they her. have a bottle and a half of wine and next thing you know they're like in the bed Exactly. Sexy. Well, and you know she's like smoking hot, so he's probably going over there being like, thank God you're getting a divorce. Like, exactly. You are gorgeous. Exactly. But like I said, she ended up spending the last 35 years of her life unwed. She sort of good, uh, good spiraled, had like a shoplifting charge. She got a really, really fucking bad I mean, botched plastic Don't we surgery, all dude. Shoplift. Like, anyway. Shoplifting charge, botched plastic surgery. <laughs> Terrible. Um, It's this 1997, a Canadian company wow. that I just talked about. Oh, I guess she did. It wasn't born that long ago. Right. I mean, she lived to 85, so. Oh, damn, girl. But, so yeah, she uh, had a Canadian company called Wylan sign an agreement with her to acquire 49% of the marketing rights to her patent. Basically, they wanted to give her financial compensation she received for her frequency hopping spread spectrum invention. A friendship ensued between her and the company's CEO until she died in Florida of heart disease at age 85. Finally, in 2014, recognition of the value of her work resulted in the pair being posthumously inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Oh my god. So it took them all that time for it to realize that, that she how was. great she was. I'm very high in getting distracted and that like clapping scene would have been so great at the end. At the end. At the end. So because yeah, that was fabulous. She's important. And like, yeah, but we've had, like, I was just going to say, maybe it's just the last few years that that stuff, but no, we've been using Wi-Fi since we were well in height. Like, we could have learned about that in high school. Yeah. I feel like we need to learn about people who invent things more. I feel like I don't remember yeah. any inventors. Well, and I think that's the most important thing because we use that stuff every day. Yeah. So thinking about the person that made she Wi-Fi. Didn't, that... She literally saw zero dollars from it. And zero credit from See, it. and that's terrible that we know nothing about her and we know nothing about why she... That's, that's some Scorpio shit. Not standing up and, like, taking credit for your shit. Yeah. Being so modest. Like, oh, oh. that wasn't me. I didn't 
do that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, it sounds like she had like a nice, I mean, and this obviously isn't to say that people with nice families and loving families and good childhoods don't have trauma like we've talked about before, but I think a lot of her trauma clearly came from her fame and her Well, and career. honestly, she probably had a little Oh, and she illness. had an amphetamine addiction, like All the industry. that doesn't help, Obviously, because you know? everyone's but, doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you can come from like a perfect family and still have mental illness. You know, mental exactly. illness doesn't, it, it doesn't care. It don't discriminate. No, like the majority of the population has some sort of mental illness. I think that's the thing that so many people forget about. One in four people have anxiety. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, so that, that was, was her. Good. That was yours. I think that was perfect. I feel good about that. I liked that. It was a nice, it was a nice, like, huh, like a nice little relaxing time. And now we're going to go eat some salmon and. Yes, some salmon and salad. Honestly, I said I wasn't going to drink wine, but I think I'm going to get a glass of wine. I am going to have a glass so I was just going to say. <laughs> Both of our stuff's empty, but we have to cheers. Absolutely. Because that's our new thing. Uh, until next week, guys. Until next thanks week. Thanks for listening. See our corresponding Instagram posts for any additional resources or feel free to reach out to our direct email at untoldhistory, spelled H-I-G-H-S-T-O-R-Y, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram.